Salvador Dali once said, have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. I think about this a lot when I get, in, get myself into big projects like this podcast. We are at our one year anniversary. And as I reflect on the momentum that it's gained, I am totally blown away and inspired. Thank you all for listening and for contacting me. Thank you to all the artists for participating. I feel like this is a very important dialogue and I hope that everybody out there listening in their studios while they're creating are finding um, moments of inspiration within the subtext of these conversations. Um, As a one-year anniversary note, I'm amending the name from Artbeat Conversations to something that I feel is more personal and fitting for this project. The new name is going to be Broken Boxes. If you're already following on iTunes or anything, it's going to just roll right over so you don't have to feel like you're going to be left out. You can contact me at brokenboxespodcast at gmail.com if you want to ask questions about this or talk further about it. But it's really exciting to move into a new year and have a new name that's a little bit more personal than Artbeat Conversations, which I kind of picked because it was um, really generic, you know, and just wanted to get get in, get in where I could and have, have the name be in relationship to art. But now it's specific. Now we need to get to business. <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about in this next year. We have an incredible lineup of artists. And, um, I say we like the Royal we, because I'm talking about you two listening. Um, I feel like you all are participating in the creation of this. And so that's kind of what's driving me. So yeah, this next episode is amazing. Justin Ray, 13 Pieces, breaks it down in such a real and beautiful way. And um, it's our one-year anniversary, so brokenboxespodcast.com. Stay tuned. Thank you. Justin Ray. I gave myself the name 13 Pieces, and I go by 13 Pieces most of the time. I've uh, created a new moniker named DJ Chopper. That's a creation of 13 Pieces, and uh, all three are who I pretty much go by um, when I DJ out. And uh, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I've been here for 10 years. No, geez, a long time, since 1999. And I'm originally from New Mexico, Laguna Pueblo specifically. And, uh, yeah, that's the origin of this body. And what's the origin of the DJ? The origin of the DJ, that, that is so, so long that, um, earliest memories are recording music with my brother off the radio or off video, like, uh, Friday night videos. And it's always been 
the task once you saw something you enjoyed to piece it together with other things you've enjoyed and made it make a, a seamless something. And that's been going on since I've been five, six, but then in eighth grade was when I got CD, CD players, turntables, tape players, and a Radio Shack mixer. And in eighth grade, I started playing for whatever kind of parties were available, mostly over 21 drinking parties. And I would sneak in like er <laughs> early techno that I heard into the parties and mix it with like nine inch nails. And uh, it worked, people were, people were digging that sound. And at that point, I think in eighth grade, I was DJing because I was playing my, my own style of music that I collected and I put it in front of people for them to do something with. And, Things happened, and I was and I was brought to places to do that, and that's that's where it began. Dang! So you were like doing mashups. I, when mashups came, I'm like, oh my god! Like that was ten years ago. Give me something, no, for sure. No. And how did you acquire all that equipment at such a young age? Uh, I was I had very supportive parents, um, so they knew Jay liked headphones, speakers, tape players, so anything new. Um, I would get I would get the newest tape player, well you know, within what we could afford, like the newest that I thought was new. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they they were they were always giving me new equipment. They were music lovers too, so I inherited all their equipment, and uh, that's where the basis started. And they had good equipment, so I used their their stuff throughout like high school even. And uh, yeah uncles and aunties Christmas presents I would I would it was the most exciting thing to get new tape players whatever with like a new feature bass boost or whatever like that was <laughs> still new and awesome <laughs> oh. that was that was the subwoofer of yeah, the tape deck the bass boost yeah the one the one push bass boost oh my god <laughs> and um did your parents always play music in your house growing up like what's a memory of that first experience uh it, I'm not sure they always played music. Like it was always available. So I think that once we were old enough, they kind of let me and John take over. And at the at the earliest age, I was in charge of the music that I played. Like it was always going on because I was always playing it. Oh. But I was playing their music, so it started with what they had. Like I remember Parliament, Donna Summer, um, even old Giorgio Moroder. Like now, now that I recall the label, like the pictures, I'm like, no shit, that was a Giorgio record. Like no wonder, like that was hitting hard, like 1970 something, and I was barely listening to like music. Michael Jackson was cool to me, but then there's this record with a with a robot fighting another robot dancing, and I'm like, what is this? And it played it, and there was samples and like tech beat, and I. I knew something was up. I knew I was aware then something was going on. But <laughs> like, yeah, th thanks to my mom and dad, they, they had good taste, I guess. Like now, now that I sift through the records, I see like they had some good gems. My aunties too, from being in California, what they brought back and what we had in their collection was, I mean, I don't give too much props or enough props to my Laguna family for bringing in music that was probably pretty hard to get. I mean, they were... Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how they how they came across those records and tapes and stuff. My my mom's younger sisters moved away early to California, and they uh, you know they had boyfriends out there, and I'm sure that California culture was what I got hit hard with. Like when they came back, I was like, oh my god. And my other cousins too, they moved to to Richmond, and when they came back, I was hearing Rodney O and Joe Cooley, and like they just put me on stuff that was. 
New Mexico wouldn't hear for a while until they reflected on the old school from the new people who knew stuff from the old. And, it, I, <laughs> and I was I got a lot of a lot of culture that wasn't part of New Mexico culture in wow. in my small section. And what about your um, relationship with your brother? Like, how how much older or younger is he? John's three years younger than than I am, so I kind of led the pack with with that thing. Um, and but he, being my younger, like only three years younger, super tight. So everything I did, he did. The the, <laughs> the stories that the stories that he tells is funny because uh, I would DJ a party. I'd be in eighth grade, so that would make him like super young, and I have to take him with me. Like that'd be the stipulation. My mom would say, well you're responsible enough to have your brother with you you know fine and so i'd go with my brother he'd be in the bedroom like passed out like i crashed out and uh he says one time he was there and uh, a guy and a girl came in threw threw his jackets on him and they started making out on the bed and he was trying to be quiet because he didn't know what to do (laughs) and so john was like john was there in the you know vip access back in the day where were these parties at? Were they at the up at the pueblo? Or? All in the pueblo, pretty much. Um, the the different sections in the pueblo. So like the old Laguna, new Laguna, Mesita, Ensenal, Pawati, like whatever you know. The... Did you have some other peers that like you started nerding out on music with, other than your brother? Uh, there were the the one guy Lance and his brother um, Dale and his other brother. Um, God, oh my God, it's been that long. Vern, sorry, Vern, didn't mean to bl- blank you out there. But those three, um, though, I I would say that with Lance, he was he was twenty one when I was like ninth grade, eighth grade. But he had a car with a bass system, and my music taste fit so well with his bass system. And he was a pretty chill guy. I think I was pretty mature for my age. So we would cruise around with the music that I picked for his bass car and just bump like anywhere you know and he and he drank so he you know we were drinking and driving basically um i wasn't i was and it's funny to recall that day because in those days i was hanging with guys that were you know drinking and doing drugs and i didn't know because uh, i was bumping music and i and that was my position and i was safe and i was like i had a i had a purpose and i think i was kept safe and kept direction because of like music was my main thing and that's what everyone respected about me since like that age. Wow. So you didn't even, you didn't, you weren't even aware of all the other weird shady shit going on. You were just like, I was behind, I was in the booth behind, behind the decks pretty much from time the party started to the time the party ended. Um, that, that, and it continues up to now. Like if you see me now, that's like, unless you're really close, you're only going to see me behind the decks pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> What's your day job? What do you do for your day job? Day job, I think about DJing. Um, <laughs> no, pr- pretty much. I, I don't. I've never had it. I had a day job one time, and it was the most intense, intense time. I, I wrote down. Uh, I fear waking. I, I fear waking up and going to sleep gives me no comfort. Um, and I, I chalked this up to just never being in a company before. But wow. eventually, uh, stopped doing that job. But that gave me a look into what I've been avoiding or what I've not had in my life, which is that that thing, that structure. So what I do with my day, I get up, I put on music, and I try to 
write what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, basically. And it starts like every like every second, every minute, and it usually involves music. So I try to make money during this time because it's like a 12-hour daylight that everyone is doing shit. So during that time, I try to, you know, whatever, landscaping, I'll um, rubber back, whatever, you know. Anything I can do to make money, but I try not to... I try not to make it. I try to support myself in a way that doesn't include thinking of money. And this is ridiculous because I think I've lost a lot of relationships because people are like, well, what do you do for money? And like, why aren't you DJing? And like, all this is, I am, I'm working every day. I'm DJing every day. It doesn't look like anything, but I think that if I, if I speed up 20, 30 years in advance, I'm going to see that this work that I did was actually pretty specific and the only work I could have been doing during this time. No, totally. I mean, I, I, I see your name everywhere and like, I, you're always hustling on the music tip, you sure. know? And so, I mean, you gotta, you gotta fill in the pockets where you can, sure. you know, and be able to, um, pay rent. And <laughs> that, that, w- that would be, man, that's the, it, and it's funny, dude, cause I, 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 couldn't I have gotten the hang of that by now? Like I'm 30, I'm 36 and I was like, oh my goodness, Justin, like you could have either done all your talent in one pocket and made yourself a DJ or you could have had a job or something and had some money right now and neither of them have happened. Like something has happened and you're... Well, it's happening. It's it's, it's so strange to be comfortable with where you're at, you know, and to be happy with what you have and to be um, thankful for where, you know, for for whatever. And it's like, that's my big task right now is because pretty much, yeah, I'm set. I don't really need to go look for work. I don't need to look for a a meaning. Like it's all, it's all here. I kind of just have to make sure I don't owe anybody anything. I have to make sure that I can provide where it's needed. But um, it's hard, it's hard to find drive in a soul that doesn't really like it's not expecting much from anybody and it's not expecting anything from myself but it has a lot to has a lot to offer and a lot to show and that's kind of the that's the tick it's like well shit i have something and is in to to say that i have something like almost not includes anyone else so i don't want to think of myself like that and i end up like putting myself with everyone and not being able to lead anything and being a little a little uh like frustrated and that and it's funny because right now that's that's kind of what i'm dealing with because it's i i'm playing but i'm not like i'm not doing really what i want to do but i kind of have to do this in the way because i'm still a body and i'm still living so i may as well participate with people but um like what's your what's your ideal like if if you could manifest the reality of Justin Ray to its ultimate superhero-ness, what would that be? I want to be able to create everything, like create in my moments. Like when I get up, create, I eat, then create, go make love, create, and then like cash in at the end of the day. Basically, and it's, it, I guess the reason why it doesn't work, it's so it's so abstract. I don't, I don't have a specific thing I want to do. Like it's not, um, and it's not even like I want to create either. I almost feel like a bum. Like I almost feel like, you know what? I want to get up and eat and maybe not even create. I kind of just want to get up and do shit and like someone looks at me and appreciates me. Like, And that's so stupid. And like that's, I guess, you know what? That's what I want. That's kind of what I want. I, I joke I joke around thinking I want to do shit, but I really don't. I, I really don't. I, I want to get up and, and love. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge lover. I think if I could make love all day, I would. But... I DJ as well and try to make money, so we'll we'll, we'll slide those in. But. 
But do you think that, I mean, you keep saying that it's a negative thing and you feel like it's a negative thing, but do you think that it's a societal thing? I don't know. I talk with many indigenous people from all over and a lot of people hold this same feeling of like America's like pushing us in this way, you know? Sure. I, um, yeah, I, I think that what I, part of the ideals I hold are, it goes against or it's not included with the ideal of um, like conquest and go, go spread. And I, that one's deep because yeah, I, I do, I do have a, a huge uh, opinion about that. And my way of living um, is very uh, extremely simple to the point of excluding a lot of other ways of life. But, and that's why I keep myself so closed is because it, it's pretty extreme. Um, I'm trying to make peace with the money, though. I do believe there there is a balance. Like, right, right, I do need to find something within this world that I can relate to and give to. I think um, money has always, or money and and power have always been something that I've been scared of, but in this world now, it, I've been scared of it because living on the reservation, it was something that wasn't like, it wasn't connected to me and it was something outside of me that I had to like fight for or I wasn't in the position to be. But now that I've dismantled all of that and it has no meaning anymore to me, I, I'm trying to find meaning so I can participate. Um, it's a, I think it's a, it's it's a person thing. It's not maybe not an indigenous thing, but um, wherever wherever you're at and whatever position you're in, if you felt like I felt, um, you you exhibit these behaviors later on in your life. Um, and I would say you could work in it, but also you you know it's not necessary too much. You just have to get a grip on on your desires. I mean, it's not it's not a bad thing. You know, we're all desire we're all desirous humans, and that's fine. Like we just got you know accept that. Try not to hurt your neighbor so much with your desire, I guess. Don't let money change off of like struggling to find place and feel feel comfortable like ha have you used music as as that at all or uh music has never been there for me as a way out of anything or a way f and it's difficult because sometimes when i'm in a difficult position i'll maybe use music in in an improper way and that's like something you get when you've been with music forever like you can for a person who doesn't do it like the, i do it to use music as a way is good in any capacity that's awesome but when you're in my specific capacity you can't use music in certain ways like i'm aware of lyrics and their effects and um tones in their effects and if i just want to make myself feel better by making me angry and putting it on someone else music can do that for me and I've done that like probably forever and that's been like my major way of dealing like in an unconscious way um 
So I do use it, but in, in an unconscious way. And it's normally been for negative. So I'll make myself super pumped in an angry, intense, negative way with music. Knowing I do that, I try now to um, like manicure when I do put music in. But then to use music that way, it's too complicated. So I try not to use music for myself in that way. And I know it's powerful. So when I give it to people, I try to remember that it's like that for me and it could be for them. And um, now I'm like, no wonder no one dances to your music, Justin. It's really fucking scary. And it really, and it, and it comes from a very intense part of yourself. And you think it's fun, like, cause you've dealt with it forever in your life. But someone else who's having, trying to have a good time, they're not resonating with that. And it is affecting them. And, I didn't get that till like way later in the game because I was trying to express myself and trying to express myself in a public space um, where other people's emotions are involved. That was, uh, it worked, it didn't work for me. It may have worked for some people who resonated with me, but it didn't work altogether as a whole for the community. Um, music, dude, music is crazy. Like I've been, I listen to the same things over and over again. So I don't, do things with it I don't want to do with it and uh, I try to make sure that it's within the realms of what I need so that I don't ask more for it or I don't use it in ways that I'm not thinking of uh, right now I'm listening to DJ um, DJ uh, like it's the return of the DJ CD collections so they're all DJs manipulating records and making songs out of manipulations and that to me is like the essence core of what this is, which is taking something, making new, creating it, and it takes, it it resonates forever. Because right now, those dudes that did that, it's, it's hitting me every day. Every day I use it to remember my purpose. And when you are able to do that as a musician, right on, dude. Like, that's, that's hitting. Yeah. And it seems like there's so many different layers of being a DJ. Like you talk about like having to play uh -huh. for parties, you know, and maybe, I mean, shit, maybe you're not a party DJ all the time. Oh, uh, right, right. 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 I mean, what would be a space that you feel like you could work through your emotional issues through DJing and it's okay? Only recently through broadcasting because I'm alone. I have my headphones on. I have the microphone in front of me, and I've never talked on the mic ever, ever, ever. So right now, I would not have been able to do this so comfortably had I not been broadcasting for the last few months. Wow. And it's because I can talk like this. I say stuff like I'm telling you, and it's I don't talk to people because sometimes I think I'm pretty confusing or not very coherent, and sometimes I um, I talk on the plane that I want to be on and not on the plane that we're trying to be on that we're talking with, but on the broadcasting, I can just go off and really explain what I'm doing because when I'm playing music, I'm not playing music. I'm basically talking to you in a very drawn out way. And I like everything that I'm doing from how my face is looking to how my hands and my body are positioned is like the body language. And I want you to listen and you can't get that. Like who, who gives a fuck if you're dancing and you're in front of like whatever, like is, is such a private thing mm -hmm. is such a private thing. And so when I'm DJing, at my house with, with broadcasting i'm finally like no shit if someone wants to listen to me they can if they don't they can just get out of here which is great because i really don't want you to be near me if you don't understand me and that's the hardest part about my djing is that yeah i don't want you to be near me if you don't understand me so if i'm party djing i'm trying to reach out to you and it's, it's difficult but you know i'm a pretty intelligent dude so i can like pretend like i know and actually pull it off and it's 
man, it's been the hardest thing to be in public and being such a private person. It's interesting. Almost everybody I know who's a DJ at some level has that um, issue with people. I mean, I do, you know, sure. we hide behind, we like build a wall of <laughs> machinery to hide behind. But then DJs are supposed to be like these party people. And I mean, it's very rare. It is a fun, is a, it, it's a funny thing to think about truly because yeah, like it's the, uh, the, uh, the clown, you know, like you think they're laughing and funny and they're at home, like depressed. You're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? No, you just made me laugh. Like without you, I'd be, I'd be depressed for, you know, really it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And, and the more I used to play with a lot of DJs, like I used to just DJ like in the houses all the time, like where, wherever we're at, we DJ. That's how we talked. And the more I did it, it was funny because it worked backwards. The more I did it, the less I wanted to go out and dance, the less I wanted to communicate with people in general. And then the less I wanted to DJ with other DJs because the music just got like, okay, I know what you do now. I know what I do. And basically like if you're, if you're a huge personality or ego, you can't have too many people in the kitchen, you know, like that's just, and it, and I like I think advanced like 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 not advanced, but I think like in the future. So I'm like, well, to avoid an altercation or to avoid this whole thing that will happen, I'm going to back myself up and like not include myself, which works in a way, but doesn't work in other ways. And I've totally secluded myself like on on purpose. And I think that you know that's a, a DJ thing, and it's really funny because yeah, dude, we're party loving people. Like this is what we do. Like we could we do this all the time and get us stoked, and we do it all the time, but. It's a delicate balance, and it's funny to say it like that because you know, stupid DJs, you your delicate balance, but it is, man. Like, what is this? What I do with my day? This is what I do with my day. This is what I think about all day. A delicate balance. This man, it's funny. The, the more the, to be asked to do this and to think of myself as a DJ, sometimes I'm like, man, this is ridiculous because you're not. Well, you're what you're, you're a human being, whatever, dude. But when I talk about the lifestyle and what I've gone through, like this is the culture. This is an example. This is an experience of this person and. We'll call it the DJ experience of Justin, and that's what you know so far. What it's been. I can break it down, no question. I'm, I'm, I'm getting busier. I can break it down. This DJ just get, 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 getting busy. I can break it down for you. Do you think music is kind of like an addiction for you? I, uh, if I'm allowed to buy music, yes. Like if I'm allowed, if if, <laughs> if if Justin makes Justin or Justin makes thirteen pieces some money to buy music, yeah. Do you like? And this is why I say I, I try to limit my, limit myself on the on the music I listen to because yeah, like I want that. I want more of that. I want. I need. I need. Give me people to listen and then filter so I can get the best of the best and then I'll filter that tonight. Like that's really what I want to do, but. Like, like I tell everyone, DJing takes so much time that to be a good one, I mean, you wouldn't have time in your day to go look at someone. So, yeah, it's it's an addiction like that. So I keep I keep it at bay by doing other things. Like sometimes I read a book. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I do. And you talk a lot about the music and um, its way to like process your negative emotions. Um, does it do any processing of like? Does it? bring you into a positive space is there any music you can think of or experience with music yeah you know uh there's an album by by moondog that um 
I can't recall the album title. Maybe it's a self-titled Moondog album, but like the first track I think is called Theme. If I put that on, that reminds me that this, like, I guess the composition is great, but the story behind the composition is Blind Dude, like, wrote this, and, like, it, he's, he's, the way it's written, it's so new, and it, it, yeah, it reminds me of art, reminds me of a painting, because you can't really, I mean, it makes you smile, it makes you, it makes you um, move your body a little bit, but not because of, like, the beat or anything, it's not like a thumping beat, you're not jacking to it, but it's, like, very uplifting, so, there's not very much stuff like that for me. Like that's an example of that. Um, most things, most of my repertoire is meant for the dark. It's very rare that y'all find something light or happy in my stacks. And that's funny because that will separate me from a lot of people. Like that's <laughs> that's where it, that's a lot of the separation. Sometimes there's the dark and the light, and mine goes from dark to darker. Yeah. <laughs> Shades of dark gray. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But you know that's a good. I mean, it's a it's a good balance. I think because so much of the positive, happy party DJ stuff, it's a front. You know, like you sure. were saying, and the happiness is 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 so um is is really such a front in on all levels from like from the people buying the tickets to the people promoting to the people playing the music and like you were. I think I was really naive. I think that the very first moments that I started, the very first parties that I started DJing were the best because it was like still no money. I was DJing music with people who were DJing their music and we didn't know what we were doing. And when you, you didn't know what you were doing and you were happy to be able to do it, that was like the prime. And I remember being in Albuquerque and, and in Santa Fe playing at parties that that's what it felt like. It was good times. No one was demanding anything. And I guess later on, when people started demanding a little more from wherever, whether it was promoters demanding more money or people demanding more from their promoters because of media or whatever, I, I, I think I must have gone underground or whatever because I don't understand what happened. But after that, um, the heartbreak started setting in because it was then that people would ask you to play something and get angry at you for not being able to provide where that was a whole different concept. If you had a box of records, how in the hell would you guess what I had in there? And how in the hell would you have the gall to come up and ask me to play something that we weren't able to do? And at this point, you can do that. And almost every single time it happens, it breaks my heart because me, it, it tells me for one thing that you have no clue what's going on. And second of all, that you don't have respect for me and then third of all, like, I mean, you must be a fucking fool. Anyway, all that, like, that, that's happened so much to me because of the type of music that I do. Like, I do everything, so I'm, I've been asked to do everything, and in places where people are rude enough to ask for everything in ways where sometimes I feel like I get paid too much for what I do, and, like, sure, like, like you deserve to get asked for stuff like that you know i mean you're just you're just playing music and sometimes i just am playing music and it occurs when they ask me sometimes and that i guess that's that would be the worst experience when i'm doing what i don't want to do and i get asked to do something different and i'm like man i'm not even doing what i want to do and <laughs> right <laughs> sure i'll play your stupid song i hate this song too you know like i want to go home right now <laughs> seriously for real though and this this is current this is like last week last month it's going to happen next week you know, and it, the, these days I've been really, I've been more, I've been more um, calm. And it's funny, one of the bartenders was like, dude, these, the, the 
customers are saying you're an asshole and i'm like i've been the nicest i've been i even like broke down why i wouldn't play her song like i mean maybe the explanations are what hurt their feelings you know like if i get into like why you like your song and why i'm not gonna play it yeah it's probably gonna hurt your feelings but um it's now though i think i have the ability to turn it around like now that i know the game and you expect these things you don't have to get angry at it so that's like now it's on me like that's like that's now now it's funny because yeah i have to now now it's important to put yourself in a position where you are doing the things you want to do like that's now that's the next step for me like through finding this broadcasting avenue it it's a whole new game where you don't necessarily have to go out and be that party dj as much anymore to be able to feel it sure i don't, I don't need no one no no it's, it's funny because that that does get me it like i mean it's like i joke i'm like it's like a massage like why don't you do that dude just go get a massage you know it's like it feels good you know it like that's that's djing it feels good and you know it like it's not not gonna feel good like you that never happens unless you're getting paid for it and it's you know you're doing a crazy gig that then it hurts but when you're doing it over yourself that that's all that's all pleasure and let's talk about um the technology shift too has that made it easier for you to go out and dj now that you don't have to bring everything i mean you see me ginger now i can now i can dj in a backpack like yeah. all all these gigs recently i've i've made sure that i, I say justin you're not going to wear a helmet because you are not going to crash you got several thousand dollars worth of equipment in your backpack and you got to get down to your gig on a bike and people are in their cars drunk but you you're going to be safe dude and it's been happening for the last like four months. I've been doing DJing gigs through a backpack. Sometimes I have to get a big backpack. Like I have a big backpack, but then like a big, big like four <laughs> like, day, four day camp, you know. And then I have things strapped on it. And it's nice though that 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 freedom it gives me. Well, I guess if I had a car, having DJ equipment, that's still free. But not having to deal with uh, turntables and records and having the um, for DJing clubs, the possibility to play whatever they want to play or whatever they would like and whatever you kind of like too. Like if you, you can actually mash that up now given what I have and I can do that um, without too much stress on my body. Because if I was, it's it's a heartbreak when you bring your turntables and your records and then you go through that experience of people talking smack. But when you bring your jump drives and your computer and people talking smack, you're like, right? Like I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking about because I understand. I want my computer to do more too, you know? <laughs> Seriously, I wish it could play your music as as fast as you want it to be here. Like, really, that would make my day easier. But it's coming, and I'm I'm happy for that. Like, I don't I'm not even bugging out about people playing on stuff. I guess the only thing I have to say about that is that like there is a history. Like, so it's something new these days. If you got into it now, it's something new, and it's a whole different game. It's like that's the respect I have for it because you have to have tunes now. Like you have to have tunes if you're doing digital. You have to be, to me, extra creative if you're doing digital. With records, like you didn't have to have tunes. You had to have good tunes, and you had to bring your tunes. You had to bring it, but you weren't like demanded to like own the stack of everyone's record collection. So like that's you, that feeling you will never know. 
guys, like seriously, you won't know that feeling. It doesn't occur to you to have that feeling. And I know it doesn't. And I know it doesn't exist anymore because my records are now obsolete unless I make them not obsolete. Mm. It's, it's a whole different game. Like I, I'm, not even a, I'm not even a DJ now anymore that I do this. Like that was art. Like what I did back then was art, the turntable stuff. Now, now it's now it's like music production. Like when I DJ, I try to make it more music production style so that I can get away with it these days. Like to me, I look at DJs and you have to be doing shit. Cause if not, like, I mean, I want to be somewhere where there's good music. And if I'm in front of you and if you're not doing that, like who I better be with my love, my love of my life or something like a pizza better be there. Cause shit, man, it's a waste of my time. <laughs> I've got the What's nice is that the amount of people that I've met this year who are new DJ, and I, I, and I guess if you're if you haven't been doing it for over a decade, you're, you're new, um, and so like a lot of the new DJs that I've met this year, they're changing my mind because it's a new crowd. They're young dudes that look that were like me when I was in like my like early twenties DJing, and that's what they know that they're doing. If someone like Frankie Knuckles was in front of me maybe and I was like back in the day saying, Oh yeah, I DJ and like with my small crate, he may have had the same like like what? Yeah, you and your like eighty records? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I give my I give a perspective to myself. Like, yeah, they're doing what they know and what do I know what they know? I don't I know nothing. Right now, like I I'm getting to know that I know more and more nothing. What's your feeling about all these insane genres that are like popping up like every two weeks and then that i'm honestly i am all for it because you have to be quick and if you're and if you're quick enough to create a genre and keep up with and keep up with music like it's, it's funny because like there's a wave that we're all writing and if you're quick enough to understand what's going on in those frequencies and you're putting it out and maybe weak a little bit or like kind of funky or whatever as long as you're understanding it, shit, man, I'm damn down for that. So keep producing it because throughout these years of like 2011 to 2014, I've collected so much good music from these subgenres that have come and gone, but the main point of the music is still in the ones that I've collected. And they wouldn't have been there had these people not have put that out there. And then and this is what connected me when i was young like when i was in eighth grade this is what i was looking for i knew i knew i knew the bullshit but my ear recognized the real shit and now that's still what happened i know the bullshit but i recognize the real shit so through the subgenres, yeah some good dudes out there it's unfortunate though that you're with the clowns and you're gonna be labeled a clown but like i'm here i understand you and hopefully like in, the, in these broadcasts this is what this is what i've been doing in the broadcast i take those and I put them out because no one dances to them. Everyone thinks they're stupid. Everyone has a crazy opinion on them. Me, I could say the same things too because most of them are bunk. But like, here's the 13 pieces picks, which you cannot deny. Like, it's the shit. And Can you give me an example of some of those artists? Okay, there's a guy named J Trick doing some Moombaton from New Zealand. I will still play those tracks now. He captured what Moombaton was he is trying to capture because it, that shit thumps like it thumps like and it it does the sirens like the bigger siren you've never heard it thumps like underneath your foot it knocks <laughs> you over and it and i'm like right j trick you're what 
20 something like 21 maybe and you're going to be a passing fad no one's going to really hear about you but man justin ray made a mix dedicated to your songs and people like that mix it's like the the second um played on the soundcloud and it's a it's an old one artist moon mix but that i mean game recognized game like you know like is fun like jersey club um dj irresistible I came across his page doing like a massive SoundCloud new new sound search and like Jersey Club, what's this? And like, I'm like, all right, this is what Justin. This is what this is why DJ Chopper was created. DJ Chopper will play the stuff if Justin lived in a bigger city and wasn't an Indian dude from New Mexico and he had a different body. This is what he would be playing. This is who he is. This is what he does. And so Chopper plays the altered personality, which is all like hip hop influenced high bpm um club music like straight up club music but with gunshots and the the anger and passion that i have it's up in there and it's and it's tracked to me the speed of how i think like that and i'm like oh my god like every four seconds bomb every four seconds bomb there you go finally someone who gets it dude it's like dj chopper will play the the club stuff and this is because 13 Pieces had to be protected. 13 Pieces plays the stuff that isn't club, that's like delicate, intricate. Like, like you can't even touch it. You can't even know it. Chopper, he's he's up in the front. You know, he's he's a guy, sure. You can ask him to play whatever. He's going to tell you to fuck off, you know. But he's also going to play the dope club shit because this is what he's getting acquainted with. This is who he's starting to become now. The day it happened, I'm not sure how it happened that day because, like, I wouldn't remember. It was probably really simple, you know. But I, when my brother and I were DJing, we started off as Moe's and Soul. Um, that was who we DJed as. If you were in Santa Fe early when we were there, or if you were looking at flyers with our name on it during that time, you'd see Moe's and Soul from the DSSF, the uh, Dirty Sanchez of Santa Fe. That was the original name that I came up with, like, in 2000 and... Um, Later on, I'm like, people aren't going to get the Dirty Sanchez of Santa Fe because it's getting popular now. It's getting popular in popular, popular culture, getting referenced, and people are going to think it's the actual act. So what it is, it's the Dirty Sanchez of Santa Fe is dirtier than you think. You think you know what it is, but it's what is coming from the mind of Justin, which is like the darkest thing you could ever imagine. So I'm like, that's just too much. So we'll call it Drop Sound Santa Fe. Drop Sound Santa Fe. And... Soul was, you know, to me just a generic name, and I was that was the first one that I picked because whatever. But um, I described to people what it, how I came up with it with thirteen pieces. It is if you order a twelve piece of chicken McNuggets and you get a thirteenth piece, what do you say? You say fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> That's the doofiest original origination of the name, but it has to do with McDonald's chicken McNuggets, and if you get the thirteenth piece, you say fuck yeah. 
and that's that's what it is. Later on, you know, people's interpretations of it, I'm like, oh, that's better. Oh, that's better. <laughs> One girl was like, oh, I see the bonus. I'm like, bonus, exactly. It's the bonus. It's the bonus round. It's the bonus. You exactly. You don't expect it, then you get it, and it's there, and it's you're happy you have it now. I was explaining now, like here's the new 13 pieces. It is 12 pieces. It's, it's going to be a symbol of, of 12 pieces, um, and the 13th piece is the is the collection of the 12. So the 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 un, the unseen grouping that you don't that you don't ever think of because you're part of it. You never mm. you never outside of yourself. So th- we'll we'll say that's the new one. But I like that chicken McNuggets. Now it's on air. I guess now you all know. <laughs> of Santa Fe when I like came back to visit my mom or I think I like moved here for a little short amount of time I was in a parking lot and you came up to me and gave me a flyer (laughs) and I was like there's cool people here (laughs) and you were so cool you were like some ninja guy and you just like rolled up and was like that's perfect and I, I still remember that. And that's when I saw you again after that, like years later, I was like, that's the guy. Ginger, that's how I want to be remembered. Man, thank you. Mission accomplished. You can you can go now, Justin. I always, always remember that. Hmm. So what's the next um, what's the next mission for you? Just continuing with this broadcasting thing or what? Yeah, that's uh, that's going to hopefully be something that I incorporate it's hard to put it as something to keep doing because you don't want to not do it and someone expects you so i want to put it into my lifestyle as something i do on a consistent basis but um i haven't figured out how to do that yet because it does take time and you know you want you want to plan a good show and it gets deeper i guess because some at some point you want to develop it more so that's that's going to always exist but i don't think it's in the it's going to be developed more what what more now is to is to be involved, I guess, in like the old the old dude capacity. You know, like if I'm able to help with um, with sound or setup or development of a party, then I'd want to be that way and be part of it, but not necessarily playing. I want to make I, I want to incorporate it more into my life. So I want to make this something that I do every day officially. You provided me with the most recent good memory I have of DJing, like like the most current good memory I have, and. It'll probably stick for a while. It, everyone thought I was DJing your music, and like I had a position standing there, you know. So I was, you know, I was checking levels, making sure it was all right, but nothing like heavy, at all. And it was all you, and everyone was getting down. And then when I transitioned into my music, and people were dancing after, I hadn't had that feeling in forever. Like I told people, yeah, it was a good party. People danced, which was rare for me, you know. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> So that was it, and I and it was a transition of playing stuff that I got recently. That I it was beats I liked with it was like it was supposed to be for the bar scene, and I tried it out at the CCA because I thought, well, this is kind of barish, and they didn't want electronic, but it'll pass. So I I did this routine, and it worked, dude. And I was like, Justin, see, if you manicure and you place right, you got it. Most most times you're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, man. Fuck it, who cares? Ta, here you go. What do you you know? But when you really think about it, it works. And man, Ginger, you gave me 
an excellent experience. Like people are still coming up to me, Justin, that was a great set. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, there was oh, such man. an energy to that. I mean, that was the Dude. first time I performed in like two years, and um, and I really, really appreciated you being there and having my back for sure. That was rad. No, that, that was a good combo. We, we normally don't get to to double up like that, but that was nice. What kind of advice do you have um, if you could give advice to your younger self or your older self or other DJs out there or other other people? Hmm. It's funny that the, the first one always is like, is don't give up. And that's to my older self. You know, like definitely do. Don't give up. Like in the big way, like really, there's always room to grow and learn. So be a learner. That's what it is, I guess. It's stri- strive to be a learner on, on all angles whether you're young or you're old is appreciate your learning. Um, add on, add on to the skills. Um, yeah. Add, always, always add on to your skills, add on to your, to your repertoire, y- young DJs and same with you old guys and old Justin, don't be an old dog, you know, d- learn some, learn some new tricks and adapt. And um, yeah, adapt, stay, stay on point, stay on point, give, Give love to all those trying. It does you no good to give to give the negative out because because um, it really it, it, it is of really no use if you're if you're a DJ and you feel proud of it and DJ it and do it. Um, try not to bring anybody down, even though it's hard when you're so into what you do. I know it's like a difficult thing, but give everyone a chance. Give yourself a chance, um, and whatever that music is you do, like seriously be very supportive of yourself because it's a long road where no one gives you the support maybe that you think you need but this comes from you so this is your your gig you you do it yourself you give yourself the fuel and uh, if someone gives you props cheers you know, thank them but be there for yourself especially if you're if you're a, a lone wolf type and you do a lot of things by yourself um you don't get uh, you, and even if you get props you don't accept them you know it's like it's real cutthroat so be gentle like Accept a little bit of gentleness into your, into yourself. How do you think you got like that to be such a kind of a lone wolf kind of a spirit? Well, rest in peace, Dad. You know, he was an older brother, basically, from the time I was born. Like, he was probably like a really good father when I was really little. But by the time I was able to talk and think, he got back to his own self. At my age right now, he was, or when he, he was my age at 36, I was like, already a teenager um and i had it's funny I, every time i say this i, I don't want to like, disrespect him but i really had to raise myself from a very young age and i trusted no one from a very young age from like five years old on up there was nothing no one could give me and i knew this and um from a very young age that was like all i all i knew was that and it was hurtful to see people around me take care of me and protect me when I knew that they, they couldn't do what they needed to do, what I needed from them. Um, so I had to take care of myself. And your brother. That's a, yeah, exactly. John Ray, love you so much. Yeah. 
lone wolf status is no joke. Like right now I'm trying to incorporate people into my life, but it's, I mean, I really have to rewire it. I really have to go back to like the younger days, like back in the music playing days with those, that was the time and it was my only escape when like, when I did not want to live like where I was at, I'd go into my room and I'd play music and I'd just do that for hours and hours and hours and that's like where I'd be. And that's, that's what helped me like talking about music being the help. That's what got me through living in Laguna Pueblo. Like Laguna Pueblo was just the most wretched place for me. I never wanted to live there. I always wanted to escape. Um, I never felt a part of the people, never felt a part of the place. Always felt like an alien music, like West Coast hip hop was the only thing that I could relate to in my younger years. And later on, electronic music was the only thing I knew was like real in my life. Um, all this stuff is, was done without people. People were always around me, but it was never about the people. It was always about myself. And that's the hard part of I me. Mean, like so much of this is so selfish, but that's how I grew up. I grew up think, taking care of myself and those around me always like on myself. And right now it's gotten so hard, like like such a hard skin. But like now, now the chore is that there is a human human being under this as well that can learn new things. That can learn how to be around people and share. Like now, I can share the DJ gift. Before it was like survival, and I did it for survival, like making money in like whatever position. Now it's like okay, you don't have to use these gifts, these sacred tools for this anymore you can like allow them to live by themselves it's funny man there's there's right now if i had to say anything to myself i'll also this is the advice i give to you guys too out there is um or it's not advice even this is a a well a well wish i hate using that word too whatever whatever this is this is a um may you out there find joy and the source of all joy and may you be free from suffering and the source of all suffering. Use your tools wisely. All these things are in front of you. You have the ability to do these things. The tools are right there in front of you. Go, go figure it out. find uh music at soundcloud.com slash 13 pieces it's one three p-i-e-c-e-s and mixcloud same thing mixcloud.com slash 13 pieces uh, website 13 pieces.wordpress.com and i'm probably not going to get a specific um, website address for that so you've just got to deal with the long address but that 13 pieces.wordpress.com you can find all the links to the Instagram and the Twitter, the um, photo blogs and stuff. Thank you for everyone for your support. Seriously, um, from the DJs, uh, just DJing and being by my side to those hiring me to those uh, asking for me to play. Um, I never think about it too exactly, but thank you specifically to those really involved in providing me with the livelihood here and providing me with the love that I experience here because I love Santa Fe because I love DJing here basically. And that's, what's kept me here and um i do appreciate that it does not is not something i 
don't think about every day. It's something that drives me every day. So peace and love to Santa Fe community specifically and all those out there who have formed formed me through music. Um, love you guys. Life in the pack, though apparently simple, is extraordinarily intricate. Each wolf must learn exactly his position. He learns whom he can dominate, and he remembers those who dominate him. In each pack there is one stronger wolf, which none can dominate, and who dominates all others. This is the leader, or alpha wolf. He leads his pack until he is deposed by a younger, stronger wolf, who then becomes the next alpha, the next leader. The leader must be forever alert, protecting his position of dominance, and displaying the leadership that will win food and shelter.
Yeah. 